happy Wednesday, January 5th, 2022, and welcome to a brand new year, brand new edition of what we like to call Sparkity Sparkity Spark It Up. I'm your host, the vegan you believe in, Kirk Cadet in the flesh as always, and he is the living legend, the icon. Let's bow to his majesty, El Rachmani. Happy New Year, man. What's good? Happy New Year. What's going on? Oh, yeah, and one year older also. One year happy belated birthday. Thank you, sir. 34 in the motherfucking house. How was the birthday, by the way? Uh, nothing special. I didn't really... We didn't go hard. Uh, just very casual. Just another day. Saw a couple friends. Drank a little too much. Woke up with a hangover. Damn, I don't even remember what a hangover feels like. Not great. <laughs> yeah. That's a fair fair description. Luckily, I was not working in the morning after, so I took my time to wake up and get to work. Damn, it feels so good to be off for the next two days. I did like five, like five six shifts straight, and yeah, I'm feeling that shit now. I just did a double today, and I got a double tomorrow, and I got a double the next day. Fuck me. Saturday's going to be my day off after like, I don't know, I guess seven days straight or something like that. Yeah, for better or worse, this holiday season is going to be one for the history books with everybody getting sick and everybody being understaffed and all the craziness and chaos. Yeah, it was definitely a winter break that I won't ever forget. Yeah, we we have a lot of people sick at work right now. Like not corona sick, like just regular like regular people sick. <laughs> regular winter sick. But like we've never had this many employees sick at the same time. Like like we Yeah, same with my job. Yeah, like bro, I'm telling you, like yesterday lunch we almost gave up on on the bartend. Like we we didn't know how if we'd have a bartend where like we're about to just serve like just soft drinks, like with no no cocktails and just be like, Hey, sorry guys, like We'll have one in the evening, like, you know, and it was like, it was getting rough. Like, I had like five, six cooks sick, a hostess, like pretty much all the bartenders, like, you know, like three, four waiters. Like, it's like insane. It's like, like everyone at the same time. Yeah, just so nuts. So many people out. It's gotten so bad in Atlanta. Like certain places had to close because they didn't have enough people to work. Yeah. So we like, we didn't get to that point, but it, it, it's the closest we've gotten to, you know what I mean? In five years. Would have thought that she would have broken out the way it did at the end of the year and just like put a, put a monkey rich in pretty much everybody's vacations and very everybody's holidays. Yeah, it's too bad, man. But I feel like that's when people get sick, right? Like during the wintertime. I know I get sick every, like towards the end of December, every year I'm sick. But I don't think I've ever experienced it like this where like so many people like missed work. And also I, me getting sick myself. First time I got sick in two years and yeah, I was not used to that shit. I think also because of Corona, everyone's a lot more paranoid about being sick. Where back in the day, if you were short-staffed, eh, fuck it, people would come in even if even if they're a little sick. But now because of like the whole Corona shit, like people are a lot more anal and a lot more like wary and cautious, and you know what I mean, like a lot more careful around that stuff. And, like now it's like not as you know you hear sick, you're like, oh, no, no, don't come in, don't come in. You know what I mean? Like back in the yeah. day, like. If you're that short staffed, you're like, fuck it, bro. I don't give a fuck if you're sick. Come in. You know what I mean? Like, it just feels like now it's like, no way you can't come in if you're sick. It's just like, um, I think maybe that's part of the reason. I don't know. Yeah, there was one day I, I came into work. I couldn't get anybody to cover my shift. So I just ca- I just came in and I could barely walk. It was so bad. Like, everybody noticed it. They're like, yo, just go home, bro. Just go home. Right. Yeah, it was not fun those two three that two three day period. Luckily, it was only that, and I I gradually got better. And those three days were only the really bad ones. But still, man, that shit sucked. It definitely put um like took me out of my groove for a while. Yeah, being sick is sucks. <laughs> it's not fun. I was sick yeah. a couple a couple weeks ago. We when we were doing the podcast and shit. I remember. I think I was uh I was just coming off like being like I had a fever and everything. I was in. I didn't leave my house for five days. I was just like, just eating soup for five days at home. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I didn't have contact with the outside world. You know what I mean? Yeah, it sucks, bro. I hate being sick. It's, it's not fun. Yeah, it was the first time I had been like really sick in a while. And yeah, like I didn't feel like doing shit. And it took me like a week, a whole week really to get back into the workout routine, like my writing routine. Yeah. And pretty much cooking and keeping the house in order. Yeah, it really took me out of a... Uh, 
out of my loop. And my fridge stopped working for a few days also. It's not as big of a deal, but yeah, that definitely... Um, it, does, it kind of sounds like also like a kind of a big deal, yeah. especially for someone who mostly cooks at home. Yeah, major inconvenience. I had to eat that like three nights in a row. And that, that shit adds up after a while. Like that's what, one of the reasons why I like to cook so much is because the amount of food I make, it'll last me like a day or two. But if I eat out, it costs me the same, if not, if not more, and it doesn't last as long. That's, yeah, it's basically one of the reasons why I like to cook often. Yeah. All right, let's spark up real fast. Okay. I'm convinced. <laughs> okay, so, so overcoming sicknesses and illnesses and getting better much sooner than expected. To fingers crossed, this upcoming year, 2022, these next 12 months are better than the last 12 months. And doing your part to make that possible. And so 34 years of Ben and El Rachmani on this earth and many more to come. Spark up. Oh, Kurt, I'm blushing. <clears throat> so, El, what did you, how did you feel about your 2021? I don't know. It's a, I, I can't say that it was like one, one thing that had like one consistent mutual feeling. And the way it started, the way it, progressed the way it switched up the way it ended they're all you know it's hard to sum it all up in and one you know what i mean it's like a whole life you know what i mean shrunk down to like granted one year of life but it's not like one thing that you could be like oh it was this it was ups and downs and lefts and rights and you know what i mean yeah it happens like that i remember i know in the earlier part of the year you were dealing with a lot of family drama Let's just say that I felt some of the highest highs and some of the lowest lows. You know, they were both present, you know, not necessarily at the same time. But, you know, there was uh, I moved. Um, we're uh, opening another restaurant, like, really soon, like, probably this month. Damn. Maybe. Yeah. Um, you know, I, yeah, a lot of family drama, for sure. Um, you know, we reopened. I shot, like six music videos um yeah a lot of a lot of i adopted a cat i lost my cat oh yeah i forgot party. about the cat i forgot about the freaking cat yeah yeah there was a lot of uh a lot of shit went down uh, a lot of you know just you know the business went up went down went up went down went up went down you know it's uh it's a lot of shit you know what i mean but um the, for the good and, and the bad, you know what I mean? Like a lot of, like I said, some of the highest highs, some of the lowest lows. Um, it's, I think, the first year of my life where I probably was working out for the majority, like consistently throughout the whole year, um, you know what I mean? Um, which is definitely a change of pace. But, yeah, just a lot a lot going on. You know, just, uh, I guess, um, trying to, move forward and not necessarily look back you know what i mean it's like focus on what's next you know what i mean yeah it's a good mentality to have for me personally the year started off pretty solid like the earlier part of the year i kind of started to feel like the like the positive effects of going to therapy and like dealing with a lot of my personal shit i never dealt with before that earlier part of the year like january february was really nice and then, like, when I went back to work full time, I started to notice, like, a, a dip because of, like, you know, like, going back to, like, dealing with the drama and dealing with like, the everyday grind. I mean, there was some good to it, but overall, like, it wasn't really something I was, like, thrilled to go back to. And then when I moved, like, when I moved in the summer, I feel like a lot of th everything kind of fell off a cliff for the most part with, um, you know, with a new living situation that's kind of like not as good as my old one, my work situation, getting new, used to a new place. And just for whatever reason, the momentum kind of switched in a negative direction. Like when I moved pretty much like the, the latter part of the year was like a real, real struggle in many, many, many forms. And it like me, and I, I will be honest, it, it kind of made me not like myself because of like what it was doing to, to me and the way it was affecting me. But now that I'm like kind of like slowly starting to come out of it and like slowly starting to like, you know, get focused on what I need to get focused on and I, in order to get to that next level, it's starting to like make me see that maybe those things did happen for a reason. The momentum switched negatively for a reason because it's going to lead to like the ultimate, I guess, ultimate breakthrough. 
and believing that will happen and like knowing that will happen pretty much makes it nine times out of 10, a guarantee that it will happen. So I'm just doing my best to keep in that mindset in that direction. And I feel pretty good that it's going to turn out, turn out well. Um, I kind of resonate with some of that. Like, I, I also feel like I started the year with like, you know what I mean? Like opening up 33 was a lot more of like, you know, bursting the door in a ray of light, like, oh my God, this is going to be the best year ever. Like, I love being 33. It's amazing. I'm like, I'm like doing so good. I'm, you know, like I was really in a good place. Everything was great. So, I, you know, it was a nice start. And I think I kind of know why <laughs> it's a little different this time around, like aside of, you know, you know, obviously life, it's up and down. And you know what I mean? Like people go through shit. Sometimes they cope with it better. Sometimes they deal with it like you're in a whatever. But all that aside, like as much as I despise like the way a lot of things went down with the whole Corona thing, there was something really nice about, you know, the, like how everything stopped and you were like free, I guess, you know what I mean? Like you didn't have to go to work. You didn't have to worry about money to some extent. Like it just kind of like everything was stopped. Like at least it felt like it, you know what I mean? Um, like, you know what I mean? Like, it was okay to not work. No one's working. You know what I mean? Um, people were, like, I didn't get shit, but people were getting, like, money off their rent or people were, you know, like, you know, like, some a lot of people got, like, a lot of money from the government. I couldn't get most of the stuff because, like, I own a business and the way it works in Israel. I don't Never mind. You kind of, like, realized, like, coming off regular life and having that break and then having that like be like consistently happening like for like a year we were having shutdowns and so some of them were like six months long three months long like at least in israel you know what i mean it was like literally most of the time most of the most of the year that the corona things you know were going on like you were kind of like shut down you know what i mean like so i don't know i guess just coming back into like having to like, the beginning was amazing. Like, opening back up, you're, like, so excited. You know what I mean? You're, like, we get, it's, like, reopening your business. And, you know, you you were just so fully charged. You just had, like, six months off, bro. Like, you couldn't wait to, like, see people and interact with people. You were tired of, like, the break. You know, you wanted to get back to work. And, like, we, we were on a fucking roll. And me, personally, I was, like, you know, like I said, I was, like, I just had so much energy and I was so productive and I was doing all this shit because I just spent all this time doing nothing. You know what I mean? It, it's like I was so rested and so ready for more. And then going back to like the, you know, at first I, I got back to work, bro, for months. I was working around the clock, like every day doubles, like Superman, like, and like, like you said, tons of family drama, crazy shit happening and like unfazed, unfazed, like so much energy, so much like superhuman, bro, like. Like, literally, like, and, you know, you feel good when you're like that. Like, but, like, unnatural. Like, it's not okay. Like, it wasn't necessarily healthy. But it just didn't phase me. I had so much energy and motivation. And then, like, going back to this everyday routine where you're just, like, running on the hamster wheel and barely making it. And it's just, like, banking, economic, financial, modern slavery of, like, money, time, and energy. One of them's always missing. And you're always in this, like, kind of grind you're like in this matrix like you're you're gear in the fucking machine and it's just grinding you down like this you know barely making it getting raped on taxes like you know fucked over by you know your, your fucking government like and you know what i mean like it's just like this like back to the you know back to normal reality and like all of a sudden it's just like weighs you down it wears you it wears you out a bit it just gives you a taste of like what it would be like to you know have more like of a back in the day like more freedom like because people don't necessarily understand that we as humans we never always lived like this like and I we've I've mentioned before a couple times on the podcast like even the sense of like an hour like time you know at one point didn't exist like no one would be like an hour late that wasn't like a thing you know what I mean. Like, there was no such thing as minutes. No one had that. Like, you were never, you, you couldn't tell someone, yo, I'll be there at this, at 2.15. No one knew what the fuck a 2.15 was. It just later, or like when the sun goes down, or when the snow melts, you know what I mean? It was, you know what I mean? 
So, you know, getting a little taste of that. Yeah, like I said before, there was some good that came from like going back to everything and everything being open again. Like, for instance, like when I went to Florida back in March, like that Friday, like when I went to like downtown Fort Lauderdale, like when I went to the beach and I saw like everybody out again and everybody partying again. I'm like, yo, this is nice. It's like been a year since we've all been locked up and like couldn't do anything. It's like nice to see people actually out again and having fun again. Like I liked having that energy around me. It was great. And then I got to go to a wedding that weekend. I was I was also a lot of fun. I got to see a lot of like family and friends I hadn't seen in a while. So like those aspects of like things opening up again were great, but the downside to everything open up opening up again specifically for me was basically going back to work full time. Like doing like in January and February when I was only like working two days a week, but then working on my album and working on the other podcasts and doing things along those lines, I was good with that. Like I, I said to myself like if I could just have this routine regularly, I would be happy with that. I mean, obviously I would need like another full time job to do from home. And whatnot, but yeah, if I could have like a schedule that way where I wouldn't have to physically go to work every day, it'd be a freaking dream come true. And then I guess having that taken away from me in a sense and going back to work full time, it was kind of a bummer. And then moving, and then moving over the summer, and then going into a situation where I made even less money and was like less comfortable. Then yeah, like definitely put me down to like another level. But I guess it's just a sign that I need to work for those work for like to have that kind of life again, like work to have that kind of you know. I guess schedule and routine again, but yeah, man, that was definitely a plus and minus to everything opening up again. It was a big smack in the face in a lot of ways. The one, but one of the biggest reliefs I will say that I had was like when I was going to the gym when they finally like took took off the mask mandate. That shit was the biggest relief ever, man. Like working out with a mask on and like doing cardio with a mask on. That shit is not even a little bit ideal. And if and once they said like you don't have to do that anymore, I'm like thank you, thank you, thank you. Not and freaking. I couldn't imagine going back to working out with a mask on. That shit would be the weird, weirdest thing ever. Bro, I can't even imagine ever doing it. Like that shit sounds so weird to me. And bro, like, when I, I first started going when I first started going back to the gym, like I would say like a little over a year ago, like in like towards the end of 2020, they were super strict on the mask stuff. Like if they saw you even have it off for a second, they would say, please put your mask on, please put your mask on. Yeah, they weren't fucking around at all. Like now when I go to the gym, nobody wears masks at all anymore. There's I'll see maybe one or two people wearing it, but overall 90% of the gym does not wear a mask. Yeah, here I don't think they ever did that. Like they went further in a lot of other ways. Like we had mask mandates outside in the street. I think only us in Australia are the only places in the world that did that, I think. So I mean retarded over the top. But with gyms like you had to wear one at the entrance to like you know, but once you started working out, no one ever wore masks here. But, you know, I would also say that I guess for me, like I did feel like when I moved you know, things like started getting worse. But to be honest, I don't necessarily know how much it's the move itself or if just the move was right around when the Superman phase of excitement that everything's better now, you know, and like getting back to work and cleaning and doing anything for that. Like that phase was like, you know, the fatigue was kicking in, you know, and it started becoming like not an adventure. It started becoming like a loop again. Like it, it, it was not balanced like it's it, from being like free and to work it started becoming like now i'm not free to do anything except for work you know what i mean like it just switched up like you know like a quick 180 and i guess like something that started as like a punishment was kind of like a, a blessing in disguise and then all of a sudden you had to go back into the freedom which is actually financial slavery <laughs> you know what i mean um you know, and I'm I'm a, I don't mind working like I'm I'm a working kind of guy. Like I work a lot. You know what I mean? I've been working for a while. Like uh, I've been working like oh, like my full time is most people to me. To me, regular full time is was part time. Most of my you know time working at, at this restaurant or other businesses were like in the management position. You know what I mean? Like. Talking about like doing like six days a week, 12, 13, 14 hours a day. Like, I mean, so like I'm no stranger to work. I'm not the first one to cry like, oh, uh, slavery, uh, you know what I mean? Poor, the poor, you know, the poor citizen. But like, yeah, bro, it's 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 kind of what it is. It's like uh, some type that's modern slavery is it's a financial kind of slavery. You know what I mean? Like money, time and energy. One of them's always missing. Like, so. I guess if there was like maybe a more balanced way where you're, you know, 
half of your life you can spend resting, spending with your loved ones, having time to yourself, time to just like, you know, for you it could be therapy, for someone else it could be yoga, for someone else it could be meditation, for someone else it could be like writing in their diary, just have a more healthy kind of balanced lifestyle and not be kind of like in this modern slavery kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, like, just imagine that if you lived in a community where that was the lifestyle, you know, I mean, like, if a a small community can embrace the fact that, okay, the store won't be open 24-7, it'll be open four hours a day, then everyone in that community knows that they have, like, they'll just be organized and they'll go buy things in those four hours. The community will buy all the products the community needs, the same amount of money would be there, but people would live, eight-hour shift would turn into a four-hour shift, you know what I mean? And that would just be a way of life because people would know. Like, would you rather work half the amount of hours and have less of the customer service? Like, imagine you had to make that trade. Every time your Wi-Fi was fucked up, you would have to, like, call the, you know, the 1-800 number to get, like, assistance. You could only do it, like, for four hours out of the day. There was no, like, only between 12 to 4 p.m. That's just it. Like, that's, but you get to work half the hours. Would you make that trade to give up on all the convenience of having like everything, you know, open all the time and and all the customer service and the accessibility and the modern evolution and the convenience? Would you take the convenience and work twice as hard as a person for the rest of your life and everyone around you? Or would you be like, yeah, we'll work half the amount, but we'll just have less convenience as consumers? Work half the amount. I would pick work half the amount. Going, like I said, going through that thing that whole last year of like not real having quick, real quick, uh, real quick, real quick. I'm gonna let you finish, but like that's the point is that I think most people would that ha- would pick you know working half the amount. Well, we don't have a choice, so it's like that's kind of like what that being in the matrix thing is, or that financial slavery is. Is it something that's not necessarily good for us? Something that we don't want? Something we don't wish on our children? But because we're trapped in that loop, and that's this like the system that we're that we're in right now, then we were forced into it. Like you almost don't even have a choice. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like um, when the shutdown first happened, it was just really weird to me. And I just said to myself, like, this has never happened before. I've never experienced this before where like everything is closed and they tell you not to leave your house. But after like a week or two, I'm like, okay, I can get used to this. This actually isn't so bad. And then just after going through it for a while, I'm like, you know what? I don't care if I ever go back to work. Living like this, honestly, work works for me. And I guess having to go back to that full time and having to go back into that, I guess, like matrix, like you said, full time after experiencing life without it, you're like, bro, this isn't life. This is not the standard of living. Like after you, like basically after you see like one standard of living, like one lifestyle that you like never got to really experience before. And then once you experience you, you're like, how the fuck did I ever do with this other way the whole time? And Going back to having to do it that other way that whole time is, um, I guess soul crushing is a good way to describe it. Yeah, in a, in a way it's soul crushing, especially if you have like a job or a career that you're not really happy with and you're not really fulfilled at. And one thing I did notice that like, coming out of this whole thing, like ever since everything started going back full time, is basically how understaffed a lot of people are and how like um unwilling a lot of people are to take on certain jobs that they once did take on. Because like now they realize how badly they were getting fucked and how badly they were getting screwed and how little they were getting and how unappreciated they were. And now that they don't want to deal with that anymore, it's putting, all, I guess, all these companies in a in a tough spot. And like one thing I noticed also when I apply for jobs, especially certain jobs, it's that a lot of them won't tell you how much they pay or or really tell you the dollar amount. They'll basically say like pay wage unavailable or like competitive wages. We basically all know what that means. And I'm just happy now that like if there one good thing to come out of come out of this whole thing is that people see through that stuff a lot more and and people like realize their value a lot more and myself included and like not willing to take on certain situations or sign certain contracts where I guess with my publishing thing that's going to put them in a tight spot hopefully more good things will come out of it in that sense where more people will start to realize that um getting screwed by the man is not the way to go and the fact that we went along with it for so long is definitely something to you know think about long term that's what I'm saying. Like, I get it, bro. Like, I'm not saying that I don't, I don't bear in mind. I didn't say anything like that. I feel like I'm entitled to something just because I exist and I deserve to have a, a good, comfortable life. Like, no, in nature, shit isn't always good and comfortable. Like, it's rough as well. It's, you know, in the original design when we didn't have, you know, 
the these work hours we also had to survive so i get it like the i get the sense of community um you know where everyone provides a service like it it would be hard to live off the land by yourself and have to struggle for everything and like literally be in survival mode like uh, yeah, obviously that's not comfortable for anyone like it you know what i mean like obviously having a look like a a, a not luxurious, but like a comfortable life is, you know, obviously it's, it's, it's a feat of evolution. You know what I mean? I'm just saying like, where you sacrifice in return, where you're saying, okay, I give up on having half of this convenience just to work half as hard for everybody, not just me. You know what I mean? I, I know is like my business, most of the revenue that I generate goes to other people. Like I started the business if it fails, I get fucked. But when it does great, the people that profit the most are not me. It's my employees. It's my it's the suppliers that I work with that I'm that are buying my products from that I'm providing business to, and it's the government. They're the ones who are enjoying my success the most. And when I fail, it's not any of their problem. My employees, it's not their problem. They can work there for five years. They can make more money than me. They can fucking stack. They get pension and everything if they get fired. Like they have law, everything support. There's they're good. If the place fails, they're good. If the place fails, I'm fucked for life. <laughs> you know what I mean? If there's money missing, I have to take. It's my fucking problem. But like when when it when the place is booming, I end up making the same amount, just my salary. What I've been making for five years, like barely that sometimes, you know what I mean? And it's like, you know, that that that's part of an economic system that's put in place. Like, you know, back in the days, if we were in a small community and I had the main eating establishment that was full all the time, you know, chances are like, like if, if you had to like, if I could keep my income, my life would look different. I understand the fact that like I have to pay taxes, right? That like I have to chip in i get it to create like it's the it's a community thing everyone provides a service everyone pitches in like that's a community theme that i get but it's just like you know the amount of taxes that i'm paying out of how much i'm making and the amount of representation that i'm getting or like the support that i'm getting in return like in like a like i think like a normal system is like if i'm providing jobs and revenue and service i should have like also more benefits to like keep me safe and protect that like you know what i mean it's part of the community but it's like you know what i mean like the the amount of sales tax we pay is insane and then it, okay so let's say i sold 100 chuckles 17 percent, bro is sales tax that's it and it's not like bro the minimum wage here is like less than 30 so 100 chuckles is like three hours of labor you know what i mean like on dry paper and even that, if I sell that, seventeen out of those hundred are gone, just on sales tax. Then, if I if my company actually manages to stay profitable, which is insane in this market, like you know, some months we don't, we're like not even profitable. You know, we're at a loss, like just to operate the place. Then let's say I have money left over. Then there's income tax, like after sales tax, after seventeen percent. Now I'm paying income tax, and then. If after paying the income tax, there's any money left over and it, like that's, that's a profit and I take it to my personal account from my company, like I withdraw it, then there's a company tax. <laughs> I have to pay another company tax and then like the company has to pay like, for withdrawing its own profit after it got taxed twice. And then when I personally receive it in my bank account, there's a personal tax. And bro, some of these taxes are like thirty three percent, like seventeen percent, like ridiculous taxes. You, you you're left with fucking nothing out of everything you made, out of the revenue you made. It's insane. But then when it comes to like time to get assistance or like when you know what I mean, when there's no one, like you're on your own. So it's like, how are you making all the fucking money and I'm getting jack shit? And at the end of the day, like no one's representing my interests. No one's trying to make shit easier or better for me. You know, the cost of living is going up, 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 and the minimum wage stays the fucking same. <laughs> you know what I mean? The money, the money has less value. Everything is more expensive. And, like, it costs me, like, 
twice as as much to live and but the wage no it's it's the same you know what i'm saying it's like what yeah it happens everywhere and the funny thing is is that like you know like your business and like other small businesses they won't get bailed out and they're left out on their own but yet when it's walmart mcdonald's or any other other these big companies they're giving handouts at the ass joel osteen also also giving handouts yeah, it's basically like you could basically smell that they want like the bigger corporations to survive, but they want like the smaller companies and like the up and coming companies to to fail and be dependent on them. And it's never ending. Yeah, it's like a monopoly, bro. That's what I'm saying. Like to me with, with Corona, one of the things that threw me off in the beginning, why I was like, even though it was like a taste of freedom, why I was like so skeptical about it and not really for it, you know, with all the shutdowns, was that that you know, it's it felt like almost like something that could only strengthen the corporate, you know, mentality and lifestyle and corporate interests and, and big corporations and weaken the small mom and pop, you know, in the family, traditional, small business, local business, you know what I mean? And then that's how you become like, imagine having only that, that option, only the corporate option. Then, you know what I mean? You're, it's like, that's like a government having only corporate businesses with no other option, like with no alternative, like if you don't have that local alternative, then it's it's, it's like a dictatorship economically, or you know, consu- as a consu- it's like a consumer d- dictatorship. You know what I mean? Like that's called a monopoly, and that's the thing that like most companies that you see that are competing with each other, like different you know channels, different radio stations, different cereal products, different you know, like different yogurts, different whatever the fuck, different clothing brands. They're all owned by the same companies. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It, it's like you have like three or four big record labels that own all the record labels. You know what I mean? You think it's like these millions, of, they are, but they're all. And now like, it's the. Follow the money. It's like three or four. And now it's the streaming services. Like Paramount has one. HBO Max is like from Warner Brothers and Disney Plus, obviously goes without saying. And Peacock. Yeah, like even with the streaming services, like it's like four or five different big corporations that own all of them. Because you know, you see how like Disney owns like ESPN and ABC and all. And all oh, this yeah, other stuff. Yeah, everything. Same Fox. Thing. Fox too. Marvel, Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, of course. Disney owns everything, bro. Yeah, it's madness, bro. Did you see that movie Don't Look Up that dropped last week? Yeah. Yeah, I saw it. Yeah, how crazy was that shit? Especially Leonardo DiCaprio's meltdowns, like when he's on the freaking Sesame Street show and saying, well, that comet's going to hit this earth and we're all going to die. And the little kids are like, I don't like him. He's no fun. Uh, it was solid. I got I got to check it out again, um, but it wasn't no big short. Like I'll say Of that. course not. It's no big short. They're two different yeah. movies. Yeah. No, but it's the same guy. It's Adam McKay. Oh, the director? Yeah, it's like the same. It's like the song is the same artist. It's like it's comparing two Dr. Dre songs. You know what I mean? I Maybe from different albums, but still, like you know, as an Adam McKay movie. You know, he did Vice. You saw Vice? Oh, about Dick Cheney? No, I didn't see it. Yeah. So he did Vice. I think he's the guy who did like Step Brothers back in the day and like those types of movies, like maybe Talladega. I don't remember, but I think he used to do like more comedies and like Will Ferrell movies, which honestly are not my cup of tea. Hater. And I think. Uh, Sorry. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. Like, I'm not into, like, I don't know, what was the Mark Wahlberg fucking... The other guys. Like, like Mark Wahlberg... What Mark Wahlberg will Ferrell to me is just like the Rock Kevin Hart. It's even worse. Oh god! I'd rather take yeah. I'd rather, I'd rather watch Rock and Kevin Hart than Mark Wahlberg and Will Ferrell. Um, but anyways, I think that's like the type of movies he used to do. And then he was Big Short. He really switched it up, and like that was amazing. So like you know, obviously I was excited about Vice. I was hyped for it. You know, it was good, but it wasn't the Big Short. Then I was like hyped for Don't Look Up, and then it was good, but it wasn't the Big Short. You know what I mean? So yeah, they said it was one of yeah. one of Leo's like first movies in a long time that wasn't critically acclaimed. Yeah, uh, he kind of lost some of the leading star power that he had. Like, you know what I mean? Um, he's not at his peak right now. Like he he's off his peak already. You know, and now I think he's going to be more of a producer <laughs> than an actor. Like he'll probably still do shit here and there, but. I feel like he already peaked. You know what I mean? Yo, but one of the funniest scenes is like when he's on that news show and he's like, I think this whole administration is out of their fucking minds. And the dude's just like literally having a meltdown on this like nationally televised show and she was wild. Yeah. I got to watch it again too. Those no, things about it I missed. I was solid, but even, all right, I'll do a different comparison than Adam McKay. It's a Netflix movie. Trial of Chicago 7. Oh, God. What you don't think so? No, that was a good movie. I'm not. I'm not hating. I'm just saying. Like when you brought it up, I'm that like, was one of the best movies of the year. 
Yeah, that movie was intense. That to me, that I think it was it was an Oscar contender, right? It definitely should have been. It may possibly. Sure, I gotta look it up. I'm pretty sure it was nominated, right? It definitely should have been. I think one movie that won't be nominated this year is that new Matrix. Though everybody was hating on it hard. I didn't even see it. <laughs> I, I didn't. I was curious. I was going to maybe watch it on HBO Max, but everybody who saw it told me it wasn't worth it. So I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to waste my time. If I had it on HBO Max, I would have fucking seen it. Like, it, it's, but I like I don't have that here. It doesn't exist in Israel. That's so whack. It's yeah. It's just going. But honestly, if it's out on HBO Max, I could probably download it. Hmm, I can watch it after this. Let's see. It's just sad though that like people will talk about how great the first Matrix movie is and all that and give it all that high praise, but when you bring up a lot of those issues from the from the movie in real life and talk about how a lot of it applies to real life, they'll look at you like you're crazy or look at you like you watch too many movies or watch too many YouTube videos and all that jazz. Um, and I'm like, bro, did you not watch the movie? Did you not pay attention? Like, do you not at least see some similarities to like what went on in the movie and also what goes on in the real world? Yeah, it sucks. It sucks yeah. when people miss the point of the whole whole damn thing. But what are you gonna do? Nah, for sure, bro. Um, and V for Vendetta, you can throw in there too. V for, for Vendetta is another oh, one. Bro, and people dress up like V for Halloween. But yet, when it comes to election season, they'll say vote blue no matter who. <laughs> oh, and speaking of election political shit, tomorrow's the one year anniversary of the Capitol riots. Oh, Beaver Face. Yeah, what's that beaver face going to do? Sit on the chair, put his feet up, and now that's it. He owns America. <laughs> oh, man, that rant was epic, man. But, yeah, I, I, I still can't believe that happened. I still can't believe these dudes actually got past security the way they did and just, like, jumped into the building and just freaking ran amok. Like, I, when still I saw can't that believe that was a year ago. Oh, my God. I'm so old. Uh, I'm 34. Yeah. Uh. Ah, shut up. It's not that bad. Yeah, I'm just fucking with you. But anyway, yeah, I, I just remember like seeing some of the highlights online and like just seeing the articles and stuff. I'm like, how the hell is this really happening? Like for me, that was the icing on the cake to that whole like last year from like when COVID started to that. I'm like, you know what? Nothing shocks me anymore. Like if I saw aliens come out of the sky tomorrow, I'd be like, okay, cool, whatever. Am I supposed to be surprised? Am I supposed to be impressed? Yeah. It kind of feels like you've seen everything at this point. Yeah. Yeah, she was ri ridiculous on so many levels. And I wonder what, like, the ABC special is going to be like on this or what kind of speeches they're going to be giving and all that. But I remember, like, one thing I did stand out from that, I feel like that whole thing was, like, the final death nail on the whole Trump thing. Yeah, final nail in the coffin. Yeah, it was just such a mess. But the one good point, the one point you did bring up that was interesting is how you talk about how, like, every time the left protests an issue, the right condemns them. And every time the right protests an issue, the left condemns them. And it's like, bro, if you guys would just work together and, like, try to fight for the same cause, like, fight for, like, a common cause, you guys would both be better off. But no, we always have to fight each other and we always have to be divided. It's like if, if you, you fight each other on all these issues, right, and you know that you're going to have to, like, you know, that they're going to stay Republicans forever and you're going to stay Democrats forever. And that's the mentality on both sides. And it's obvious it's not hidden. And it's like it's open, like pe like people are transparent about it. Like it's 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 obvious it's known, like it's established. And still, instead of trying to be like, OK, fine, let's at least see what we agree on and focus on that first and build like a like a, a connection. And then we can start working outwards to the things we disagree on but let's put what we agree on at the center and give that the attention and the energy and then we'll actually be united then maybe we'll be more considerate each other and actually try to you know work on the differences together but no you want to start with the differences and just hate each other and just discredit each other and just like like opposite extreme blindly opposed just for the sake of doing it you know what i mean like then maybe that's not the best strategy. You know what I mean? Like, so first, like, find the common ground. And because, okay, I get it. There's you disagree on things, but the stuff that you agree on is more important than the stuff that bother. Like, what, what's more important? The things that bother you or the things you need to be whole or to survive? Like, obviously, like, focus on what's common, build that strong foundation. And then you'll see 
the your biggest problems are on each other. They're who's fucking both of you. You know what I mean? Like you, you know. What I mean? Yeah, that's the point I got to. It's like, yo, like how much time am I gonna spend like arguing with random strangers like who don't think the same as me politically? It's like I have a thousand and one better things to do with my time than that bullshit. And yo, granted, there's like certain things that people who are conservative th- believe in or like certain stances that they have that I don't fuck with and that I think are, are wrong on many levels. But at the same time, I'm not going to like... Wait, 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 wait. I'm sorry. I have to stop you for a second. When you say that there's many people whose stances you don't fuck with and things like that, would you say that most of that feeling or most of those people that you're describing um, from your personal experience are not necessarily people that you've met and have done those things that are negative in your opinion to you or they're more of just like things that you've heard and stories that you things that you just you know that you know are happening and things that you see on the news and things that people post about but like is it from your personal experience or that's most of it or is it more of like things that generally exist but not necessarily are happening to you on a regular part of your like personal experience the latter, I never even met half of these people. But let me that's the point I'm trying to make is that like I never even met most of these people in my life. And look, I don't agree with a lot of the things they say and a lot of the things they post, but whatever, I can't fight with them all day and like force them to change their mind about it. And also at the same time, just because they might have those certain certain stances on those certain issues, that doesn't mean that they're completely a hundred percent horrible people and that they deserve to die and that it's just like Bro, certain people are gonna think certain certain ways about certain issues, and and you can you know speak your piece and like make your argument, but forcing them to think the same way as you and like trying to make them think the same way as you, and and saying that they don't deserve to exist or like you're gonna disown them if they don't, it's like, bro, are you a freaking five year old? Who who as a mature person who has like a grown up mature mentality would behave that way or think that way? And I just got to the point where I'm like, you know what? I'm not gonna waste time fighting with people and arguing with people who have those kind of different stances as I do. I just have, I, I just realize that there's certain things with them that I can agree on and certain things I can be at peace with them on. And I'd rather focus more on those things than the negative things because the negative things do nothing more than dig your ass in early grave. And I'm not ready to die right now. So what, what I would say is that also like, when you say like these people and you say like conservative people, that's generalizing half the world as like one person that's a stereotype that's like that's racism like essentially it's just like if you have classism and speciesism and sexism and racism and whatever the fuck all the isms then that's i don't know like conservativism whatever the fuck like you're being racist towards a group of people like all the same things that you would do if you were anti-semitic or anti-gay or like it's the same mentality you're doing the same things so it's like even if you approach it from this woke standpoint of their like the enemy i'm protecting liberty whatever like that's what pissed me off that it was like people were all of a sudden like doing the crimes that they hated towards the people who didn't agree with them that those things were bad but it's like okay so if you're like so liberal and righteous and good and you know you're towards equality and freedom and and your anti-racism and all this shit but then you're going to group half the world because they have a different political agenda you know what i mean as they're all the same person they're all racist they all love trump they all don't believe like like no they're all it's a it's like literally talking about millions of people if not billions of people like you can't group them all there's so many different people with different experiences and like that's the thing that on both sides most people choose a side because of one or two important things and not everything that's associated with that stereotype yeah i got i got to that point where i'm not not gonna like look at every single last person who likes trump as like a racist or a bigot or or homophobic i mean yet yes there are a lot of them that are but to group every single last which you've never met which you probably never met i'm just saying like to group group every single last one of them is that and label every last one of them is that is is ignorant just like thinking every single last person that voted for biden is like down with biden and believe believes everything biden says and does and is down with everything he says and does that's also inaccurate and also ignorant and that's why and that's why like i said i wanted to stop labeling people like there's things on both sides i don't agree with and like stances on both sides that i think are ridiculous and i think are freaking bad shit but whatever if other people think that way and like want to stand by those stances whatever let let them i'm not gonna and at the end at the end of the day just like you said a lot of those stances they have on those some of those certain issues do not affect me personally so why am i gonna fight with them about it 
Yeah, I don't know. It just like I guess for me, it's this whole like two option mentality, like heaven or hell, good or bad, Republican, you know, Democrat, happy or sad. Yeah, like left or right, like religious or not. Like I don't know. I just don't really like. I think like okay. So I was uh, my homegirl came to visit me the other day at the restaurant. And she, we were talking, I've talked to her in a while, like actually like a serious conversation. I've known her for years. And she was telling me about like a little bit of her love life. She was like, she just broke up with this guy that she was with forever. They were like, I don't know if they were engaged or not, but they were living together. It was headed in that direction. And then she was talking like these new guys she's dating and all this shit. And like that she's like stressed. She wants like to start motherhood and she wants to like, you know, find the one and like settle down. And it's like bothering her, you know what I mean? And I was like, kind of like, Okay, you know what I mean? Like, I was just telling her, like, that, you know, like, once you get there, it's there forever. Like, I don't see what's the rush, you know what I mean? But anyways, in the conversation, she was, like, you know, telling me about these guys that she's dated since. And, like, and, you know, she was always presenting everything as, like, there's always two options. There's, like, this or that. There's, like, alone and miserable or happy like happily ever after with mr perfect like like this guy or this guy and i was just like i don't know listen i just think that there's like limitless options like limitless outcomes like literally limitless like there's no end it's not two options because even with the same dude it can be like now down the road with him and happy with him and not with him and get divorced with him you know w- w- with him and be pleased in these categories but not in these like there's endless options and the endless amounts of people the endless ages and like uh, there's endless outcomes and the and there is no like one right answer and what wrong answer and it's like that in life with everything like everything you do there's not like a predisposed this is the one correct path this is the one wrong path Wrong is endless variations, and correct is endless variations, and they all just have different outcomes. It's endless possibility, you know what I mean? And, you know, every one of those outcomes has endless pluses and endless minuses, like all of them. And usually, like, the the scale of success is more like you just being able to make the best out of those situations and not let those situations destroy you, you know what I mean? Like, it's just you being more balanced and healthy and, you know, complete and aware and, like staying in a good place like that's no matter what those outcomes around you are like all the details don't matter it's more like an internal of like just being like you know like a a balanced you know what i mean yeah people people need to understand that it it doesn't have to be all black and white like you're allowed to have a mind of your own in a sense and have like two different stances like for instance like your stance on abortion how you're not for abortion you do look at abortion as killing a baby but at the same time you would never take away a woman's right to make that choice for herself you have like one certain opinion about it that doesn't mean you're automatically for this side and automatically against that side and also the same thing with like I, I would say for another example the COVID stuff like just because you're skeptical about vaccines that doesn't mean that you're a Republican or like a Trump supporter or like a person who would go like to a person's business and not wear a mask and like and cause a scene or be a Karen you don't have to like um automatically label people as all those things just because they have one cer- one specific opinion it's all yeah people need to understand like it's okay to have a mind of your own and also another thing they need to realize it's also okay to be wrong sometimes and admit when you're wrong. Like, there's no shame in that. Like, not everybody's going to have everything right all the time or think the right way all the time and do things the right way all the time. And when you don't and when you may slip up in those areas, it's okay to acknowledge it. You're not any less of a person. That's what I'm saying. When you're labeling people and grouping people and judging people, like, you don't change the facts. You only mislead yourself. So, like, the only, like, the person who's, like, losing the most is yourself. You're lying to yourself. You're tricking yourself. You're fooling yourself. Like, it doesn't change what reality is. Like, if you're racist or whatever, you're sexist, like, technically, like, the mo- like you're harming yourself. Like, that's that's just you lying. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I mean? And it's the same with, like, what you said with, like, uh, like judging people by certain groups or whatever the fuck. You're limiting yourself. You know what I mean? Yeah, just so played out. I just don't have time, time to just you know, be mad at this person because they like like one politician or get mad at this person because they feel this way about vaccines or feel this way about the shutdowns. 
It's like, bro, I don't know half of these people. This, these arguments aren't going to do anything to like really advance my life. So why waste my time? And yeah, and even like online, when people might comment on my status is to disagree with me or like say something along those lines, I'm like, all right, cool, whatever. If that's how you feel, that's how you feel. I'm not going to try to force you to force you to think like me. Yeah, there's just better things you can do with your energy than, you know, waste it on that kind of nonsense. And I kind of want to explore that a little more. Yeah, like we have uh, the this famous singer in Israel now just did like this song. And apparently like everyone's like up in arms about it, that it's like super racist and harmful to the Russian stereotype. And it's like misogynistic and sex and like all everyone's just like going hard at the shit. And I'm just like, yo, it's a fucking pop song. Like, what do you expect? Like, like fucking like. It's like it's the most pop singer in, in Israel, pretty much. Like you don't have to like it. Like it's pop. It's kind of like supposed to be trashy, you know what I mean? Like, and it's like the same people will still like bump with no problem all these like American fucking hip hop songs where it's like the most like sexually fucking degrading shit, like and objectifying shit, and you know what I mean? Like, and I'm not saying I have a problem with it. Like, it's a fucking song. You like it, you don't like it. If you don't like the content, don't listen to it. You know what I mean? I don't listen to this pop singer that just came out with that song. I even I haven't even fucking heard the song. Does it bother me? No. Do I? Will you like? Like you know what I mean? It's just like put like if you put your money with your mouth is like this dude is making millions off the song. He's like living the fucking life. He's like the biggest star in the country. You expect him to not do. That, like live his dream because the song like insults you what do you like just just don't listen yeah, to fuck it. your feelings like, to, yeah no but it's not even fuck your feelings like no your feelings are important don't listen to stuff that makes you upset like it's not it's not it's not complicated i don't when i work in the kitchen i don't touch the fire because it burns me and then that hurts you know what i mean i'm not gonna like touch it and then be like ow fire don't be hot wow you know what i mean like if you don't like what he's saying just don't fucking listen to it you don't have to listen to it like you know what i mean like i haven't heard it i live in the same fucking country but i meant you fuck your I mean? feel like, i meant fuck your feelings like, in the sense that like yo if somebody doesn't like your form of art like in some ways i'm sorry to say too fucking bad like even that song i have divide and conquer like i know i say certain things in the song that certain people probably wouldn't like and would get upset about it and i say to myself you know what that's their fucking problem i'm not gonna you know tone down my art or like tone down my message just to make you happy yeah it's like I, who the hell are it's you it's like wanting Dave Chappelle to change his stand up. It's the same thing. Like, but that, that's what I'm saying. That applies not only to the art that you find sophisticated and worthy. It applies to the shit that you find trashy and, and shitty and inappropriate. Like, it applies to both sides of the spectrum. You know what I mean? Like, so that was like the whole thing where it just felt like, you know what I mean? Like, you can call like any person that's like conservative, like, racist automatically or like indifference to people minorities suffering or you know a million other fucking things or homophobic or you know don't believe in science or you know just all these things that you could automatically label and that i'm like to me that's just like saying that every guy is a rapist or that you know i don't every know like, gold somebody, like no what they're you know yeah, or that every white person is like a fucking uh, you know a racist or whatever. Like, like no, that's not. You know what I mean? Like, those are all lies, and that's the thing that when you were saying like there's people that, like you know like in conservative people, there's people. I'm not saying there aren't. I agree that there's people. Just like I know that there's fucking rapists. You know what I mean? You know, but it's just like those people don't make up the fucking majority, you know what I mean, of everyone all the time. Like, that's not, you know what I mean? Like, the way that the, the, it's presented to you sometimes, you know what I mean? Like, the, everyone who's against them is adver advertising them as this one band of, like, monsters or, you know, heathens or whatever the fuck. Like, nah, they're not one big mob of, they're not one big cannibalistic tribe that are, you know what I mean, that all share the same exact narrow shallow doesn't make sense super re exaggerated retarded belief like no that's not the reality of it that's just how one side is trying to make it seem and it's like okay you can still agree with things on both sides but even if you agree with just one side to think that you know they're infallible and they're not exaggerating at all. And the other side is total garbage. Like, nah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like people that think like, oh, 
Judaism is bullshit, but Christianity is true, or Christianity is bullshit, but you know, Muslim is true. like you realize they're all based on similar things. Like they have more in common than the differences. Like the, what they have in common is more important, more substantial, more you know, like much greater concepts and much more vast. Like like what what's in common. You know what I mean? Just like if you compare yourself to an animal, obviously there's fucking differences, but the things you have in common are much greater. Like you, tail, no tail, furry, not furry, bigger, smaller. All those things are extreme, but breathes, doesn't breathe, has veins and blood and arteries and organs and a skeleton and the nervous system and, you know what I mean, vision and emotion and instincts and hunger like you know like all those things are much greater like you don't see them they're under the surface like they're it's subconscious you don't think about it you're you take it for granted but like you know what i mean like same with like you know different people like obviously there's a lot of shit you can fight about there's a lot of shit you're not gonna agree on but just knowing that there's gonna be people and like on not nah, i'm not gonna say both sides but on all sides and, and they're not all gonna agree on everything like it's just a shitty strategy to to fight about the differences instead of focus on on the, what's shared. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get it. And just one thing overall is just the closed mindedness and thinking my my way is always the right way. It's just a very limiting way to live. Very limiting. And along the way, it's going to cost you a lot of relationships. Uh, you know what? There's when you lose a relationship, it's not just losing a relationship that existed. It's you know not even exploring certain options or having certain opportunities even become fucking present in the first place because of, you know, a certain mind state or a certain lifestyle. It's like the stuff that you'll never even know was an option. You know what I mean? Not just stuff that was there and was lost. You know what I mean? Yeah, I feel you. All right, bro. So I think um, we've said what we needed to say for the evening. Sounds good to me. Yes, and yeah, that anniversary tomorrow is gonna be very interesting. I'm definitely, I'm not expecting like another another like riot or something similar to happen tomorrow, like to commemorate it. But it's definitely crazy that it's already been a year. Like I'll never forget, like um, just that whole day, how how weird it all was, and just how strange those all those visuals looked. And and like I said before, I just said going after seeing that, I just said to myself, you know what? Nothing even surprises me anymore. Yeah. And one year later, I feel the same way. But that, but the one thing I did remember that, like, kind of like came out of that thing just before we get out, is how like they um banned Trump from Twitter. Like, I, I think for like something he said that maybe supporting those people who did the protest yeah. and all that, and everybody was like so happy about it and so ecstatic about it, and thinking like, oh, this is great, this is great. And look, I don't like Trump either. I think he's a fucking idiot. I think he's ignorant as hell. But at the same time, I just don't like the idea of censoring somebody and like removing them from a platform completely. I may not like what they have to say. I might think what they say is ignorant, but to like say that they can't say it or like try to try to block out their right to say it, that kind of um, mentality and that kind of stance, I'm just not a fan of on, on either side. And that's what we were talking about earlier about the whole, like, um, oh, you're only allowed to say this, you're only allowed to say that, you're not allowed to say this, you're not allowed to say that. And if you do that, you're, you're gone, your history, you're canceled, et cetera. And I'm sorry, I, I just can't get down with that approach. I, even if I hate what the other person has to say, has to say I just can't you know, support that kind of mentality. I'm sorry. It just feels like when there's censorship, it's like, what are you hiding? You know what I mean? Like, what do you have to hide? Like, why are you censoring shit? Like, what are you afraid of? Like, what are you trying to prevent? What are you trying to hide? You know what I mean? It's just a suspicious ass behavior. You know what exactly. What I mean? Exactly. And it sets a precedent also. It sets precedence. Yeah. How does someone not have trust issues immediately when they see that type of shit? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it just like once again, it's like, what are you hiding? What are you trying to prevent? What are you trying to do? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, and just over overall, I'm just not down with any form of censorship. It's un-American. That's the way I look at it. It's un-American. Fuck American, bro. All people deserve the, the same like positive values. <laughs> you know what I mean? You get you get my drift. You get my yeah, drift. I know, I know. Because we're talking about the states, so state states specifically. Maybe you are. But yeah, but just in general, censorship is just not. It's not for a free society. Let's put it that way. Not for a free society. Yeah, I feel you on that.
the freedom of speech, like we've talked about before, and I know you've said many times, freedom of speech also applies to the speech you don't want to hear. Exactly. But you know what the wonderful thing uh, is? You can choose whether to listen or fucking not. Exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't I don't sit around watching Fox News all day getting mad at, the, at like um Sean Hannity or whoever or Laura Ingram and all those fucking idiots. I'm like, "Bro, I'm not going to give them the time or the energy." And they for whatever reason they have an audience and like people will subscribe to them and and whatever, they can do that if they want to, but I'm not going to, you know, waste my time, like, you know, consuming it, getting mad at everything they say, and even going as far as, like, start a campaign or a petition to get them removed off the air. It's like, bro, whatever. Ignorant-ass people are also going to have a voice, too, but I just don't have to give that voice my time or my energy. Not only do I, I agree. Think people would be better off if they didn't also. Not only do I agree, I took it a step further. I don't even know who those people are. <laughs> <laughs> For El Rachmani, this is Kirk Cadet for a brand new year edition of Sparkity, Sparkity, Spark It Up. Happy New Year. Whether you have resolutions or don't have a resolution, just do your best to make the next 12 months better than the last 12 months. And whichever way you can do it, if you do notice progress in any way, then you've won. And with that being said, we'll see you guys next week. Take care. Peace.